It's game day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Zoops. What's up, buddy? Game day. Back in the game day. I think I think not to give away too much from what will be our later segment, but I feel the win coming tonight. Feels like a win. Feels like a win game, doesn't it? It, it, it really does. It feels like, uh, you know, the, the L.A. Kings are in town, and they're not the L.A. Kings of old. You know, they're kind of old, crippled, beaten up a little bit. Uh, so so I, feel, I feel good about this game, and we'll talk about that in segment two. Segment three, we're actually going to kind of take a trip around the East, see what's going on around the, in the conference. I know, uh, you know, the Islanders are red hot. Boston's top line is firing on all cylinders. So we'll kind of just chat about those real quick. But first, let's chat about... The news and notes going around this team. The biggest news of the day, Nick Patan recalled <laughs> from the Marlies. Big news. Big news. Uh, so It's funny because you were saying just before you didn't even know that he was sent down. Uh, <laughs> I, I He was sent down like Thursday. He was loaned to the Marlies on a conditioning stint. I'm not quite sure what happened there how he was loaned to the marlies why he didn't require waivers but he played two games he got five points in those two games two goals three assists and uh, i think four of them came against uh, the win against belleville uh when we had heart of lad on he was kind of talking about uh, you know that game and, and how good he looked there but yeah nick patan recalled back not sure if he's going to be in the lineup today or not but uh he's back with the leafs for the time being, I don't expect him to be there very, very long because, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later in the week, but once Zach Hyman gets back, which could be as soon as this weekend, uh, there's reports there that this team is going to have to send not one, not two, but three players down from their roster to uh, the minors or, or, or trade them or somehow get them off the roster because they're not going to be able to afford to ice uh, 23 skaters crazy you know that's uh i don't want to call it good problems to have because you do have to make some tough decisions but above all else getting Tavares back is is what really matters to me i think that's that's really nice and it is nice to see it uh, you as you mentioned we heard some interviews uh some locker room talk this week that you know the the closer we get to zach hyman the better i i do sort of worry and we can get into this a little later that maybe we are putting so much already at the feet of Zach Hyman, who hasn't played a game yet. But uh, it's nice. It's, it's good to see the guys uh, sort of rounding into full power and, and all these returns sort of uh, bring to mind that the team hasn't been playing with a full deck here and, and as it's been a bit of a disappointing run and they've been a bit of a slow in the muck uh, sort of some time here in, in the early games. They haven't been anywhere near... Uh, full power so the more guys they can get back into the lineup the better I, I don't worry too much about that bottom of the roster sure and I, I do understand but uh, I don't know that losing Patan is a huge problem I don't know that losing Nick Shore is a huge problem uh, so it, it's it's uh, it's a nice spot to be in and it, it's good to see guys uh, folding back into the lineup yeah it's just kind of part of business at this point as Maple Leafs uh you know, they want to have all these nice toys and pay everybody $11 million. Well, this is what happens when you want to pay everyone $11 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, on the real, the real big news today, John Tavares back in the lineup tonight against the LA Kings. 
coming back for his broken finger, he is going to be such a boost for this club. I didn't realize how much the Leafs needed him or missed him until he was gone. Absolutely, especially the power play. I think we can agree. Yes. Um, as much as we sort of spent some time scratching our chins and wondering about the Tavares-Marner line, I think the power play, it's night and day. It's a really, really substantial, visible drop-off without him sort of conducting the orchestra. Really looking forward to seeing what he has in store five on four. I think I think he's going to have a – I think that's going to be a, a the, the number one thing that we notice with him back in the lineup is uh, he's really just a special player. He really is. Um, and getting him back is going to be so key because I think just, you know, not only the fact that he's going to help the power play, but he's going to put people back in the spots where they were before where they were succeeding. You know, the, the depth of this team has kind of gone into a funk since the Tavares injury. You know, Trevor Moore, he hasn't found the score sheet at all since Tavares got injured. Kerfoot, he's pointless in four straight games since getting the bump up to the second line, playing a little bit out of place. Uh, you know, Timoshov, six straight points, six straight games without a point. And then uh, John, uh, Mitch Marner, just three points on playing five on five since the JT injury. So, you know, a lot of players being affected offensively because of the absence of John Tavares. So getting him back tonight is going to be huge. Look at those stats. Oh, my goodness. I know. I went I went <laughs> dug deep a little bit. My word. Well done. <laughs> Doug Deep Gauthier too, just one point in his last eleven games. I don't think he's gonna win the Richard like we thought uh, after game one. Yeah, he's been. That's <laughs> a visible. Uh, he has not that we expected him to be a great player the whole way, but um, the fall has been pretty has been pretty substantial for him. And yeah, Timoshov too, you know, like I, I think. At one point, we had him kind of penciled in for when Hyman does return. We kind of had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about, you know, who's the one who's going to end up staying and who's going to get dropped off. I don't know if Timoshaw's really solidified himself uh, in an, into an NHL role on the, the fourth-line wing spot. He may end up being a guy who they decide to kind of drop out and try and keep maybe even like Nick Shore uh, if they want to keep an extra center as opposed to, to a winger. You know, so he it'd be it'd be nice if he found the score sheet and kind of maybe got some things going a little bit uh, over the next few games before Hyman returns. Uh, another thing, uh, we kind of we discussed this I think off air actually. I don't think we talked about it on air uh, during yesterday's podcast. We just kind of mentioned it before or after. But Drew Doughty came out, and it's become kind of a pattern that when star players who have won Stanley Cups are, are strolling through Toronto, the media just has to ask, you know, like, oh, what are your thoughts on, on Toronto and how they're playing? You think they're Stanley Cup form or what? And they give their thoughts. So we talked about Ovi last week, and now Drew Doughty came out, and he kind of had, you know, the similar things and just said, you know, a championship team has to, you know, they can't be selfish. They got to be, uh, they got to, play as a team, play together, and and kind of outlined what it takes to be a championship team. And, you know, winning two cups, winning a gold medal, you know, Doughty's a, a pretty good pretty good uh, source of, I would say, knowledge when it comes to winning. Uh, but what were your thoughts on Doughty's comments? I think, I mean, first of all, I think it's hilarious that uh, <laughs> every single time anybody comes through, uh 
what do you think about the Leafs? How about the Leafs? What do you think the Leafs are doing? I think that's hilarious. And uh, do you think that happens in any other market? And we just don't hear about not. it. Absolutely not. Absolutely no, so not. Don't be absurd. Um, no, you know, again, I I think this is stuff that we know. I think there's no question that, um, the guys who are, you know, uh, offense heavy players and that's, you know, that's William Nylander, that's Austin Matthews, that's Mitch Marner, that's Andres Janssen, if you want to get there. Uh, those guys have, they, they have to be full two way guys. They need to be. Dependable at both ends of the ice, they need to be able to do things beyond uh, being goal scorers if they want to take it to the next level. I think we know that, and I think you know that that's not uh, a crazy revelation, but it is something that you hear from you know star players that have been to the very top. Ovechkin is a great example, as he was a guy that was sort of criticized early in his career for being an offense guy only. And Doughty has had his time uh, where he was, you know, a great offensive defenseman, but the team didn't quite have that next level push and they became a really full top to bottom lineup. His point is, is was well taken that everybody needs to be reliable in every situation that even, even your goal scoring specialists, if they had to, could jump on the penalty kill and kill a penalty and block some shots. I don't think that's a huge revelation. I also don't think, while we're here, I don't think that it's, like, the reason they're not beating Boston is not not that they're not playing with a full effort. I think they were just, you know, they couldn't get uh, to the top of the mountain. So I think reasonable comments wasn't anything too inflammatory, uh, pretty par for the course stuff, and uh, to be expected. Um, but again, welcome to hear it and and to sort of have that reinforce that, you know, these guys know the level they're going to have to hit if they want to be Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah, and I think uh, when you're kind of comparing Dowdy and Ovi's comments, it seems like Ovi's were a little more targeted uh, and a little yeah. more critical on the Leafs, whereas Dowdy was more so just outlining what it takes to win. Uh, not so much blaming the Leafs for how they're playing. So I, I I didn't mind it. However, you know, let's we got to stop with asking every single team that rolls through here that's <laughs> won something. You know, oh, what about the Leafs? You think that they're you know cup caliber team? Like they're the most important team. That's enough. <laughs> it's true. They're the most important team. But I I don't want to hear from you know everybody on the league about you know, what the Leafs need to do to win. You know, we, we know what they need to do to win. So just... Well, well it's, Vegas they, on, they, it's Vegas on Thursday, so get you get ready for the Marc-Andre Fleury quote coming up. Later oh, this week. yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he, he might have something to say. Let's hope not, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jake Muzzin returns as well for this game after missing uh, uh, the game against the Flyers. So, And he's facing his former team, the LA Kings, and we'll preview that game on the other side. All right, welcome back to Locked On Leafs podcast. Uh, I am Mike DiStefano, joined by the Zoobs. All right, the Leafs taking on the LA Kings. The Kings, not quite the Kings that they used to be of the NHL. Uh, coming in this year, they're 5-9 and nine, uh, coming into this game. Last season, the Leafs swept this season series uh, two games to none. Looking to do the same 
by getting uh, their win here tonight. So Jake Muzzin returning to face his former team. You think Muzzy maybe gets into it a little bit against uh, his former club? I think this is a. I think this is a. Yeah, this is a get up. This is a get up for it game for him. I, I think absolutely. Um, you know, a, a, as we went to break, we got the lineups uh, did come out. Tavares, Muzzin, Patan are in. Spezza, Marinchin, and Timoshov are out. Uh, so there you go. I, I expect. I expect Muzzin to be fired up for this. I think that's reasonable. I think anytime a team uh, trades you away when you've had success for them, it, it becomes a bit of a. Uh, reason to get up for the game, and even beyond that, the Maple Leafs are much, much better than this LA Kings lineup, especially at full power, especially with Tavares back. Uh, this should be, this should be a win. I, I, I really think this is one where they should be able to put this game away uh, fairly early without having to go through that stupid like oh they give up the first goal and then it wait, they wait a little midway through the third period to really put it down <laughs> I, I want to see the first two periods the first 40 minutes this to be over i'm, I'm talking five one I, i'm talking like i really think this needs to be a blowout win it, it, it really should be and you know freddie anderson uh he, he has a really good track record against the ducks you ready for some more stats november <laughs> Uh, not only November, but against the Ducks specifically, uh, in 11 career appearances, he is 7-1-2 with a 2.32 goals against and a 9.27 save percentage. Uh, so Freddie Anderson, not too shabby when he's facing off against Anaheim. And that's that's when Anna, or, or when uh, uh, against the Kings, sorry, <laughs> when he was playing with the Ducks. And, and that's when, you know, the Kings were a pretty good team when he was playing in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So... Not bad. Not bad track record. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe in Freddie, and, and we talked about November Freddie, uh, and I thought he, he is rounded into form the last couple games. For sure. I, I think uh, I think absolutely. Uh, nothing to worry about there. Um, you know, when we, when we look at these Kings lines, Kopitar obviously still uh, an all-star player, uh, but then, like, Jeff Carter is up there in age. Carl Grundstrom is uh, one of their top-line guys. The, the rest of the lines really, really... Leave a lot to be desired. Kovalchuk, uh, who I forgot was even back in the league for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Tyler Toffoli, Dustin Brown, like these guys are not, uh, as you said, the, the way they were uh, in recent years. And even the decor, like Doughty is is on the down slope. Uh, Alec Martinez is a good piece, but that's about it. Like there's really not a lot to worry about. Uh, and even Jonathan Quick uh, ain't what she used to be. Oh, no. Quick is... He's so bad now. Like I, I feel bad. He, I, just some injuries and and old age really catching up to him. In eight games so far this year, he's got a four fifty five goals against and an eight fifty eight save percentage. Woof. The guy can't save a beach ball. Like Woof. it's, it's yeah, it's not it's not good. So you know the Leafs should be able to really feast on the goaltending here tonight. Um, I'm I'm excited. Uh, it should be a nice little goal-scoring bonanza. And who knows, maybe by the end of the night, we're talking about Austin Matthews in the lead for the Rocket Richard, if he can have himself a day. I know that Pasternak scored uh, yesterday to kind of increase his lead a little bit to 14. But, hey, nice little hat trick. <laughs> he can get there. He can get yeah, there. It's not It's not unreasonable. <laughs> this is not unreasonable. Like I know 
<clears throat> I know that on on the surface, you look at this and you say, you know, we we think it should be a blowout, and we think Matthews should be flirting with a hat trick. And I know that seems like a little silly, but it's absolutely true. They're more talented than this team. Uh, and one of the issues I think we've seen them get into early in the year when they're playing a team that they're more talented than is they sort of play down to the competition and they play like they expect to win. Uh, I hope to see that sort of fall by the wayside tonight and uh, and really see a powerful performance. I think it I think it's due, and I think the addition of Tavares and the revenge game for Muzzin and November Freddy. It all adds up to me to, to a big win. Well, let's get to it. What are your three keys to the game? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with John Tavares number one. I think I think especially on the on the on the power play. I think just having that piece that we was missing the big chocolate bar, if you will. Uh, I think really we're gonna. I, I expect number one just to see what we are missing uh, with. Uh, him being under the lineup the last couple days, last couple weeks. Yeah, I would say he's probably going to be a nice little key to tonight's game. Um, but he's also going to be key to the power play, which, you know, for me, I think special teams is going to be a, a key for this one. This is a good chance for the power play to kind of get off the schneid a little bit. Um, you know, I think going forward, uh, adding John Tavares should be huge, but just the fact that the Kings kind of struggling mightily on their special teams. Let's exploit that. You know, they're coming into the game 30th in, on the power play, 31st in penalty killing. Uh, you add John Tavares to the group that we already have. Uh, I, I think that should add a nice little boost to the team. And let's hope that they can kind of get off the schneid a little bit and, and get themselves a goal. Uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, try and take advantage of the speed that, that the Leafs have. You're going up against a, an old, slow, big team. Try and use your speed, drop penalties, and use that momentum to carry it throughout the game and, and put forth a full 60-minute effort. Uh, all right, what's another key for you, Zoobs? You know, I was thinking about it. Have we seen the defense at full power all year? I mean, not really. We had the first maybe five, ten minutes of that game against Washington, and then Tom Wilson, that slimy bastard, hurt Muzzin. So I think I think the big key, I think really seeing what this this defense should have a strong game. I'm I I think this is a chance finally to maybe give Riley not a night off, but he he doesn't need to play thirty minutes when they have when they have all six guys there when they have. A, a slow old team like this is a chance. I think my, I think what I want to see in this game is I'd like to see Travis Dermott uh, get that ice time up. You know he's been around what, twelve, even less. I think this is a chance to get him up closer to fifteen minutes to bring Riley back a touch to you know low twenty. I, I think there's a chance to spread it around defensively. So I think my my key to the game here is is to really see what the defense is like full power and to have an even sort of uh, leveled off defensive performance from all six guys. All right. Those are our three keys to the game. Do you have a prediction for me? Five nothing Leafs. Five nothing Leafs. Five nothing, man. Let's go. Ooh, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, I'm going to go 6-2 Leafs. Hell yeah, 6 to be you. 6-2. Big blowout, man. Big blowout. Let's get the... Let's get the guys rolling. Let's get some goals. Pucks in the back of the net. 
should be a fun game. We'll, we'll be hearing uh, we'll be hearing a lot of hollow notes tonight over the television. That's that's one thing that I am pretty competent of. And uh, John Tavares scores in his return. There's another one. There you go. I like that. All right. Uh, coming up next, we'll take a trip around the East to talk about what's going on in the Eastern Conference. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast, brought to you by Locked On Podcast Network. I am Mike DiStefano, joined by the Zoobs. Man, uh, so the East is is an interesting place right now. There's a lot of parity going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Toronto, right, kind of in the middle of the pack. Uh, and, you know, a whole bunch of teams around them uh, doing pretty well. But one team specifically I want to chat about quickly, uh, who, you know, we talked about it before, just because they're in the division, but, you know, the Boston Bruins, man. I The the trio of Marshawn, Bergeron, and Pasternak is just, it's unfair. They're crazy. Absolutely it's crazy. unfair. Yeah. Like, I, I saw a stat, Marshawn has points in every single game except one so far this season. He has, uh, I, I think it was like seven or eight multi-point nights and he trails Pasternak by one point uh, for the league lead, but they both right up there one and two. Uh, just like it, are they? Have they solidified themselves as the best line in hockey? Yeah, I think they have. I think you know, coming even coming into the year, they're the only competition. Maybe you would say uh, Colorado's top line has some competition, and and uh, Tampa Bay's top line has some competition. But the way they came out of the gate. My goodness, they just look incredible. Uh, really, really impressed with, uh, you know, Pasternak especially. But as you said, like, Marshan, is, he's had two five-point games in the last week. He's really, really strong. That line does everything, and it allows the rest of their lines to sort of do what they do well, which is piss you off and muck it up and play solid <laughs> on both ends. They they're, they haven't lost in regulation at home uh, they're a really, really solid team. I think, yeah, they have the best goal differential in the conference uh, and in hockey. So, it, you know, they're they're a scary they're a scary bunch, and and they're doing uh, picking up where they left off last year. I know we talked about this when we looked around the Atlantic, and you sort of uh, also in cosine no sign said, you know, they've owed such a hot start. There's a chance that they sort of taper off a little bit. I am sort of banking on that, um, but. Out of the gate, they just look uh, magnificent, and they have the for the toolbox analogy. They have all the different tools in the toolbox. They got guys who do a lot of different things and do it well. And any given night, um, that top line can put up five, six points against you. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's it's like unfair almost. Uh, one other team that's off to a really hot start that's kind of blindsided me a little bit. I'm sure it's blindsided you too. The New York Islanders currently on a nine-game winning streak. Did you see this coming? Because I sure as hell did not. This team's so annoying. <laughs> I get so, like, I'm so annoyed la- by the New York Islanders. <laughs> right? Like last year, they made the playoffs. I had no hopes for that team making the playoffs. And the whole time, the entire year, I'm like, nah, they'll fade. Nah, they'll fade. It'll, it'll, They'll fade out. And it just never came. And then all said and done, they made the playoffs. And it was like, what the heck? Like, how did this team make the playoffs? And then... This year, same thing. They get off to such a hot start. They won five, six in a row. I'm like, ah, it'll end soon. They'll, they'll fade. Seven in a row. Okay. 
eight in a row. Huh. And then they got their ninth win the other night. I'm like, dude, nine wins in a row for this Islanders team? They're not even that good. What the hell? <laughs> I know. Like, I would die for the Leafs to have a nine-game win streak. They and they did this last year as well, but they, there's something about that team and the goalie voodoo, the goalie magic. They got two guys right now, basically. Both their goalies have been in seven games, and they're both rocking, like, 930 save percentages with a 2.14. Like, it's it's absurd. Um, I really like Matthew Barzal. That, that's probably the only guy on this team that I look at that I go, man, that dude can get it done in every situation. I know they have other good players, but... Yeah, they get great goaltending and they have a balanced scoring attack, and that is that—that's how they do it. I will remain uh, a non-believer that they are going to be <laughs> there deep into the into the league. But you know, I think we when we did our season preview, I expected them to have fallen off pretty drastically, and that has not happened. So, kudos to them. I still think uh, rough waters are headed their way, but. I mean, yeah, nine straight, nine one zero in their last ten. Kudos to them for it. But my, as you said, can you imagine? Like, you imagine the Leafs winning nine games in a row? What it would be like? People would be unable to tolerate. How- oh, the rest of the rest of Canada would be like they would be livid just for because sure. that's all TSN sports that we'll be talking about sure. is the Leafs on a nine game bet. Absolutely correct. It would be absolutely awful, but. Uh, no, kudos to them. I, I, I don't. I, I still, you know, long term. I think, I think there's some there's some fallback down to the earth sort of situations here. But uh, good for them, good for them. And, and, and as you notice, like they they definitely are getting it done with goaltending because, you know, there's what fifty players right now at a point per game pace. Nobody on the Islanders on a point per game pace. Not even Barzell. It's wild. Just 11, 11 points in thirteen games, uh, along with Josh Bailey. So. You know, but they do have like a like how many multi goal scores do they have? A lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve players with uh, with two or more goals. So you know they they are getting it done as a team. On the opposite end of the spectrum, another team other than the Leafs, who we have sky high expectations for, that for some reason just haven't put it together. The Tampa Bay Lightning. What's going on over there, man? Yeah, I, I think uh, interesting, interesting thing because I, I think we continue, or at least I continue to say, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to get to the point where they're the best team in the conference or the best team in the division at the very least. But you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe there's some holes here. I, I, I think that's probably not true when you look at it. Like, do you think Vasilevsky is a 9.04 goaltender? Do you think he's a three goals a game goaltender? Probably not. Um, you know, that speaking of, you know, point per game guys, Nikita Kucherov hasn't been a point per game guy. Braden Point has 10 points in 10 games. Um, Stamkos is at 13 and 13. These are guys we're used to seeing at like 110 points a game. So I think there's going to be a point, and we saw this last year, I think it was December, where they just, they didn't lose in the entire month. I still think we are due for one of those runs out of them, and I think they'll quickly make up a bunch of ground in the standings. But the goaltending hasn't bailed them out, and, you know, they they added some, I don't want to say age, but, you know, the defense, it's Shattenkirk and and uh, McDonough and, and guys who are uh, getting older. Not not that they're old guys, but, but it's not 
uh, as young and, and as extreme speed as it was uh, recently. But I, I still think this is a really good team. I still think this is a team that we are going to look up sooner than later and see them uh, on top of, of the conference. Yeah, like we got to see them uh, at the beginning of the season, and they just demolished the Leafs. I think it was seven three was the final, and yeah. you know Stamkos had like a four point night, Kucherov a four point night. Um, but outside of that, like it just seems like this team is lacking so far. You know, in in behind the Leafs in the standings, uh, just kind of just chumming along six five and two just over 500 a minus three goal differential which i never thought i would ever see uh at a tampa minus goal differential so this is a team it's it's kind of like tampa tampa and the islanders are just like complete opposites the Mm. islanders are a team who is soaring they just have so much doubt and you think that eventually they just have to uh come down to earth and then tampa they're just struggling so much you got to think that they're gonna they're gonna end up winning some games uh, and go on a big run here. Um, yeah, and I, I think also a little bit might be um, a lesson learned last year with how pedal to the metal they were for all eighty two games, how dominant they were, and how sort of they ran out of gas when the playoffs came. I think there might also be a little bit of strategically knowing that all they have to do is get into the playoffs and then believing in the players they have at that point and that you know the first. 13 games as important as they are and all points count the same um, rounding into form at the end of the year seems like it might be more important than being dominant in October also looks like uh, Buffalo starting their regression a little bit just 5-4-1 in their last 10 uh, no longer at the top of the division standings here as Boston's kind of running away with it on a six game uh, winning streak here so you know the standings are going to be very fluid throughout the entire year, and we'll see where it ends up. Uh, but the Leafs with a chance to add two more points to their totals tonight as they take on the LA Kings. That's going to do it for our podcast here today. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and Paul Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. Be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll recap the game between the Leafs and the Kings and go over what happened uh, in the hockey world. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.